we're about to start. Uh, so I'm going to get the thing going, and when you hear us, the next thing that will be back is us talking. What's going on, Austin surrounding areas? Hey, wherever you are, this is the grapevine. All right, yep, I'm here. All right, well, good morning, good afternoon, I should say. We'll, we'll say good morning back now. Okay, good yeah. afternoon. Afternoon. How are you? Oh man, I'm I'm okay. All right, well, we've made it through another week, so congratulations to everybody. We did it. We made it to Friday. All right. Well, just as a reminder, early voting does end today here in Austin. Yes. We have the runoff election that is happening next week on Tuesday. Yes. So if you are not able to vote today, then you will have to vote on Tuesday. It is a race between Kirk Watson and Celia Israel. Yep. They were here on the show. So if you want to run those shows back just to hear what they had to say, you can go and visit our website at www.thegrapevinetalk.com. On there, that we have our podcast. You can access our different shows and learn more about the candidates. Right? Okay. Yeah. You can't. Sorry. I, I'm I, looking at something. Oh, uh, I see. I see. On this board here. Okay. I have too many things over there. I, I see. It's a lot going on over there. It is. So, you know, I'm trying to hold, I'm, start, I'm trying to steer the ship. Right. So, hopefully there's no icebergs, you know. But nonetheless, I'm excited because today I have, we have a special guest today. Yes. And I'm so excited to bring her into this conversation as well. Yes. We have Tressa or Trez Smallwood. She is, uh, I mean, she is everything. She's a author, movie producer, publisher, book publisher. Let's see, a mentor, business coach. Trez, am I missing anything? Wife. Hopefully you can hear me well. You do sound a little bit low for me, but okay. uh, there you go. Okay. I can hear you too. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, no, um, I think uh, for me, one of the great things that I like to always share is that while I'm doing all those things, uh, I'm a wife, I'm a mom, I'm mm -hmm. a sister, I'm an auntie. For me, it's always family over everything because yeah. all of the things that we'll end up talking about on the show, on the business side, my family helps me run it all. Okay. Yeah, and you know, I that's one thing that I admire about you is I've watched how you have grown. And you took your family with you. And I do want our listeners to understand that journey as well. But before we get into that, can you tell us about your journey into the entertainment industry? Because as a producer, I, I don't, I, most of y'all, the listeners have heard, have watched, I should say, some of your movies, such as Holiday Heartbreak, All In, Secrets, Available Wife, Sinners Wanted. I remember when Sinners Wanted came out because I was there at the church. So. <laughs> that was a blast, wasn't it? Yes. Oh Yes. So 
can you tell us how how did you end up as a movie producer? I mean, listen, this first <laughs> of all, it is the Lord because I Amen. am clueless. Every time somebody asks me, I'm like, you know, I really don't know. I'm gonna tell you my version, uh-huh. but it's really a very untraditional version. You know, most people they've had this dream forever of wanting to be a producer, content creator. Um, some people have worked in the industry for a long time before kind of getting to this level. Uh, some people have gone to school for it. Uh, for me, I was a school teacher in mm-hmm. in 2001 and the doctor put me on bed rest. I was pregnant with my daughter, Bailey, who's now 21. And that was the first moment of change for me because during that six month bed rest, mm-hmm. I had two choices. It was either flip the remote or choose to do something amazing. Right. I chose to do something amazing. I wrote a book while on bed rest. Wow. And that one book turned into a multi-million dollar publishing situation for me. Wow. Um, I started writing other books. I started producing other authors. And so when 2014 came, that was the year of like the big boom for independent, uh, you know, uh, producers mm-hmm. and, yeah, it was it, it all started changing and I started getting a lot of people reaching out saying, hey, can we buy your rights because we want to produce this as a movie? And I was like, now, wait a minute. At this point, I had like over 140 books under my belt under on the production. I mean, on the uh, book pu- uh, publishing side. Wow. And so I was like, well, why would I take, you know, sell my rights for somebody else to go and do the movie? Let me learn how to do the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and because I had already had a huge um, success, successful track record with producing books, it was very easy for my family to get behind me and invest in movies. Uh, some people thought I was crazy. They were like, you don't know how to produce a movie. You've never been to film school, honey. You don't know any of this, which I did. Uh-huh. Right? But I was very clear on, I don't know how to do it, but I know how to hire people who know how to do it. Right. So right. My, yeah. My family invested in that very first movie secrets, which turned out to be um, a huge hit. It went to BET first. Um, everybody can watch it right now on Tubi for free. Uh, but that was the start for me. And then after that, by 2018, which of course, when you know you talked about the Center's Wanted premiere, mm-hmm. that was my third movie. Um, and to date, that was the best premiere I've ever had. That there was were over 9,000 people mm-hmm. at that premiere. Yep. Red carpet was sick. Yep. Um, <laughs> you might have me going back doing some flashback Fridays a day and posting that Center's Wanted premiere. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so that was, I think at that moment, 2018, I said, okay, I have three movies under my belt. In 2019, I was slated to do three more movies. Mm -hmm. At that time, I really honestly thought that that was massive, that that was, you know, impossible. And now in 2023, I'm going to be producing 20 movies. So it's almost, it's kind of perspective, but that's why I always share that. This is clearly like God's plan for my life because there's no way I could ever have dreamt this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know some days how I do it other than just knowing that God got me and this is what he wants me to do because there's no, there's really no other explanation. Right. And I mean, you know, the one thing that uh, that always sticks out to me is the way that you always pull somebody else up as you grow. And you have, 
and you have to remind me the name of the group. It's a mentee group or a coaching group oh. that you have. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I basically, uh, I mentor other filmmakers, other producers, other writers, um, and we do it every other Saturday. These people are so committed, so committed. So of course, when I see that their projects are on screen or they're on set filming, like it really, really just touches my heart. And I think that's probably the teacher side of me. Obviously, you know, I shared mm -hmm. that I used to be a school teacher, although I do film and television now, I, that is still my heart. Teaching is my love. That is what I'm most passionate about. So I don't think that I'll ever give up mentoring and teaching. Right. I mean, because it's, it's a beautiful group because I know, you know, I, I got to participate with you guys yeah. and listening to just the conversations and everything. It was just so fulfilling because it was just all like, you know, people had the same dreams. And to really have somebody there available to you that would sit down and talk and help guide you through things, finding their, you know, their personal resources and helping, you know, the next person utilize that other, that same resource is amazing. And I've always looked up to you for that. And I just want to just shout you out and just say, keep doing what you're doing with that because, you know, the next Trez is right there in the group, probably, and they probably have already developed a couple of them, right? Yeah, I mean, listen, let me tell you, they're they're few, and I hope. Look, I hope when my mentees hear this, they you know, because they always like, oh, you ain't shout me out. Um, <laughs> there's so many people that I'm proud of, um, but I think there are two individuals that I'm really um, extremely excited about. Uh, one is uh, Lori Ray. Mm -hmm. uh, Lori joined my mentorship group probably three, four years ago. Um, and she was just kind of silent, but just working behind the scenes and creating. Um, and then I remember I asked my group, I told them that BET was looking for some projects to go under their mental health and breast cancer umbrella. Mm -hmm. And Lori submitted um, along with Dr. Missy the first time. And then she submitted alone the second time, but she made it to the BET um, uh, banner under those projects and then oh, wow. she submitted a movie to me called Trophy Wife that most people now have been watching on either BET or uh, BET Plus uh -huh. um, but that movie is amazing and just to see where Lori started uh, I've just been like in awe um, and then Kristen Iris Johnson and Serena Lee are creatives and they were in my group and they created a series called Wicked City um, and I remember the day that I told them that, hey, I just got you a deal. They they were just stuck. They couldn't even believe it. <laughs> wow. Uh, and we just had a premiere in Atlanta last week because their series is now on All Black. So oh, wow. you know, that's not to discount any of the other people in the group. It's just, you know, two things that just are heavily on the brain at the moment of right. just being authentically just really proud of them because sometimes you know, when you're trying to do something or you're trying to reach a certain level at, at anything in life, you start second guessing yourself, start thinking that it, it can't be you and that it's not possible. So to see these women leveling up where, where I know where they started, like it just makes me smile. Yes. You know, even the shift from there I, and going back to what you were saying, also taking another part with working with family. Now, if you don't know, she has a sister and her name is Tam. 
and she's a stylist and she does wardrobe. I have to know, what is it like working with your sister? Because I know um, I would get on my sister's nerves. She, My sister oh, would probably leave me. I'm sure. I'm sure I get on my sister's nerves. Let me just tell you, because we are typically stuck at the hip. I live three doors down from my sister. Let's start there. So she uh-huh. can never press no on me because I'm walking down to the house. Uh-huh. I'm knocking on the door. Um, <laughs> But, you know, what I love is that she's accustomed to serving mm-hmm. um, she's celebrity stylist. So, you know, someday she's like, listen, I'm on the road with such and such, but I just left your wardrobe over there. You good. So she always makes sure that I'm good. But also she's the lead uh, wardrobe stylist for all of my movies. Like every single movie I've ever done. That's her work on that screen. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So speaking of movies now, going back, what new projects do we have i know we talked about wicked city well we have new coming for the holidays do we have anything for the holidays yeah so uh the Sound of Christmas actually comes on tonight on BET. Um, it stars uh, Soraya, Neo, Mike Bless. Um, uh, oh, mm. my goodness. Elijah, who is Tashina Arnold's daughter. So excited about this. This is her debut film. <gasps> and it's a musical. And if you know anything about Tashina's daughter, they're always singing. Like Yes. They, they can sing, sing. Right. Uh, People underestimate so, her mom. And yes, (laughs) they are doing it. And so, yeah, go watch it tonight on BET comes on at 9 p.m. Okay. uh, Eastern Standard Time. So I'm very excited about that. We have, you know, obviously it's the it's the Christmas season. So there's a movie that we released last year, but it feels like it's new all over again because this is definitely going to be a classic um, holiday heartbreak. Yes. That is the funniest movie ever, and it's on Tubi right now. So everybody that's listening, that is a movie that if you have not seen Holiday Heartbreak, you need to go watch that. Yes. I love that movie. It makes me laugh every time I see it, almost as if I've not seen it before. (laughs) Or produced it before. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's happening. Uh... We don't have any other brand new releases yet. All the other movies will release in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for people who in, in 2022, we released uh, Trophy Wife. So if you haven't seen that, go watch it. It's on BT and BT Plus. Um, so, yeah. And then we've already talked about Wicked City. New episodes drop every Thursday for Wicked City. Um, so we got a lot of good stuff coming out uh, in 2023. Oh, you see, you're giving our retired parents something to do because that's what they do all day, watching BET. Hey, mom and dad. But yeah, they <laughs> they probably have seen every single one of your movies or in I shows every, 10,000 times. Tell them I said thank you. <laughs> you know, the love and support that we get, um, I don't even know, like, just how to explain how I feel. Like, the gratitude... You know, some some days I wake up and it's just people posting, posting it like, hey, go watch this. I just watched this movie. And and that word of mouth is just better than anything. So to anybody who's ever watched, posted us, talked about us, referred us, told a friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And follow us. Okay, follow us. All right. Make a mind. (laughs) All the movies are there, Nikki. If they go to the link in the bio. All the movies are there, so you can click it and know where you can watch. And that's Mega Minds Media, right? So it's Mega Mind, M E G A, mm-hmm. and 
M-I-N-D, then it's underscore media. Got it. Megamind underscore media. Got it. Got it. So, you know, as a last question for you, what do you feel um, is missing from black storytelling these days? Oh, I think it is... um, it is the ability to authentically be ourselves mm. and tell our own stories. Right. Um, so for me as an independent movie producer, a lot of times I get to control the narrative, mm-hmm. you know, because obviously if you write a project, if you write a script and you take it somewhere else and somebody else is in charge, they might say, change this, change that, change that person's color change what they said let's change the perspective um when you are an independent producer and you're producing where you have control where you can change the narrative Mm -hmm. um, i think that that's powerful because we are able to show ourselves how we want to be seen and so i think that that is missing a lot of times when you think about um black films because we don't have control Mm. um we, we can use the movie all in that I wrote with Little Mama um, in that movie. Little Mama know, with a lip gloss popping? Listen, Little Mama, <laughs> have you, you haven't seen? You no, haven't seen I, I haven't movie? seen All In. I've, that's one I haven't seen. You got to go to the link in the bio. And okay. Click, you, know, you can actually watch that for free right now. Okay. Um, but in this story, it's a very gritty story, right? It's about a mom who was living kind of like this crazy gangster life. Mm-hmm. Um, has three children and they're on the system um and so you by the time you get to the end of the movie we have changed the perspective of how we see black people because she has now changed her mindset she owns her own business and she's apologized to her children about the way she lived and she's like we gonna, I'm gonna get i'm gonna get us out of here we're gonna do better we got a chance to write that, right? Because mm-hmm. there are a lot of people out there who think that just because you were born in a certain zip code or because, you know, nobody left you the silver spoon or, you know, this big um, uh, trust fund that you you don't have a chance to do better at life, but you really do. And so we are able to catch people because when they start first watching the movie, it's like, oh, this is good. This is good. Oh, my God. You know. And then you get tricked in the mind, like, oh, snap. And it's so good. We actually won ABFF for Best Feature Film in 2019 for that movie. So everybody should watch All In for sure. Is that the African American Film Festival? Yes. yes. Oh, yes. I got. I, I, I have a bucket list that I'm going to go to every film festival that I can. And I, I, I'm in Tribeca because I love documentaries. Okay. So yes, I've tried. I've done that one. I'm on the online one, but I've okay. got to get to the African American Film Festival. That's oh, one yeah. place I got to get to. So it's yes, fantastic. And so yeah, we won for that movie. So oh, it's wow. something that everybody should see. Wow. Well, Tris, it has been a pleasure chatting with you today. Um, you know, we would love for you to come back and tell us about the new projects because, you know, we we want to, of course, keep those numbers coming up, going up. And, you know, out here in Texas, we do have a tendency to support our people. So, um, you know, I, um, I, you know, it means a lot to me hearing your voice because you are definitely a, a piece of Maryland that hit my heart. And I just, one of the best moments was meeting you and your sister. And um, just want to bring and expand your your reach 
out here in Austin and beyond. And, you know, anything I can do here, I'm here for you. I'm really grateful, sis. So grateful. Yes. Really, just for the love, the the opportunity to, you know, speak on your platform. You're, you've always been super supportive. And so I'm really proud of you, by the way. Thank um, you. I love how everybody's just growing and just really walking in their gifts. So yes. kudos to you. Yes. Let me tell you, birds of a feather. Birds of a feather. <laughs> but thank you again. Ring that alarm. Uh, it is the grapevine. Let me get my brain going. Uh, hopefully I ain't messed nothing up on this board. If I did, it's Marion's fault. So y'all call and, and tell Marion. Hey, shout out to Marion. Mm-hmm. Because you know what? When I first got here to Austin, um, that's where I met Trez, was actually at the First Baptist of Glen Arden. And mm-hmm. um, where is that? In Maryland. <laughs> I was like, what state was I in? Um, that's where I met her at. That's where the movie premiere and everything was. And when I got here, he played our pastor's sermon for like a couple of Sundays. And it was like a nice transition oh, from yeah. here. And he was like, I played your pastor today. I was like, I guess I got to act right for the week. Yes, you do. <laughs> good people. But yes. Yeah, if I messed up on the board, y'all blame Mary. Uh, whatever. It's his fault. Okay, whatever. He'll be all right. Whatever. He's probably listening. Okay. In the other room. All right. If he get mad, he'll come in here. Um, yeah, I've been having conversations with some coworkers because I have been telling them to get on for the job. They needed to get on TikTok for a while, a long time. I'm like, well, look, if you want to reach out to them young folks, you, you got to go where they are. You've been telling them to get on TikTok to reach young folks? Yeah, because uh, they're not going to, I mean, for the, if you want to train them and get them used to using public transit, you got to go where they are. Oh, you mean as a marketing tool? Yeah. Oh, okay. Get the company up on TikTok, dog. Y'all messing around. Trying to find out where we were going. Tr- trying to show people, you know, trying to, you think you're reaching them through Facebook and Instagram and they ain't there. Mm-hmm. They finally got on. Mm-hmm. Why do I bring this up? Your governor of the state of Texas is banning TikTok on all state phones, computers, citing cybersecurity risks. Risk. Yeah, they made that argument a couple of years ago. Yeah. If I recall, remember that they were threatening to take off TikTok off all, um, what is it called? Platforms yeah. like, you know, in, uh, the Android and Apple and everything else. Yeah, so I do it. recall that conversation. And then we do remind you that Greg Abbott has definitely been y'all's governor longer than he has mine of the last year. Yeah. Okay. He's, your governor and your former president was talking about that. And so he decided to jump on that wagon and is banning the state devices from having it, which could be a problem. Again, if you're trying to do some marketing to young, younger folks. And he's actually even looking to see how he wants to regulate it. And this is always funny. He wants to look to see how government employees and their private TikTok account, what can he do to about you using that on your own devices? Right. And I mean, this is not, I guess, unique to our state. I guess South Dakota, South Carolina, and Maryland have already issued a ban from their government-issued devices. And I think Republican uh, Republicans in Wisconsin even petitioned their Democratic governor to do so. Yeah. So, you know, I don't think, I mean, it, it, it's, it's extre- it seems extreme, but I, I don't think we're alone. Well, not, but that doesn't mean it's not extreme because some of them states you name, they are. Hey, 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 we just talked to Maryland folks, so don't, don't uh-huh. do it. Don't, don't, nope. don't let me bring Trez back on here. You bring her back in here. I talk about everybody in front of their face. Okay, so come on. What you, you know, got to say about Maryland? I talk about your school all the time. You're like, I'm going to run because you got somebody coming from Maryland? Come okay, on. Okay, come on. I'll get people from Baltimore. What you, what you want to do? I got a homeboy there. I ain't worried about Tea. Baltimore. 
You can bring them. <laughs> you got Maryland, South Dakota, South Carolina. That's not company you normally want to be in. But Maryland? Yeah, it's not the company you normally want to be in. Why? Why is Maryland on that list of people you don't want to be around? If they want to join that list, they're going to be involved in that I list. I mean, they uh, can make the same argument about Texans. Uh, I have to tell you that they ain't wrong. If you see Texas on a list, that's normally a list you don't want to be a part well, of. Well, Maryland is usually part of a good list. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but like, what? I think the bigger thing here is the party of limited government small government yeah and how they don't want government telling you how to live your personal life well then you gotta get your own device then but that's what i'm telling you he says he's looking at ways to basically control what you do if you're a government employee what you do on tiktok on your own device he is now doing it for government issued cell phones and their mm-hmm. computer their government issued computers mm-hmm. so if he wants to overreach and go there i do believe that there will probably be a court challenge associated with that he's directed the department of public safety and department of information resources to develop a plan to address the use of tiktok on personal devices of government employees okay well let them develop a plan let's see how far the plan goes it has to execute too uh-huh but that's what i'm just saying this is what okay. he do limited government until it's something that i want to have control of uh which is a woman's body if you want my opinion but hey that's what they want control of too mm-hmm. so i mean it is a party supposedly of limited government but it's a lot of hypocrisy associated with that too but moving along uh-huh. we do have tiger woods he's coming to texas did you know that dad you should be excited i shouted my dad out twice today mm-hmm. i definitely should get a good christmas gift yeah i think he's gifted you enough this year. <laughs> i bet if you ask him he'd be like what more what do you want from me who was that Tyrese that was Tyrese. yeah Tyrese what more do you want from me alright but anyway thanks dad mm-hmm. um, Tiger Woods he's expanding his putt putt golf chain uh, pop stroke Okay, to fulfill his fifth location in Katy Texas so it's going to be a two story complex <laughs> with two 18 hole putting courses the Tiger Red course and the Tiger Black course okay co-designed yep. by woods i'm not even gonna well that's what he wears on sundays when he plays best red shirt black pants that's what his mother oh that's what it is that's what it is i i believe so because that's what he wears every sunday his mother told him and i guess the, the chinese culture uh part of him is that that's his colors his power colors his good luck colors whatever uh black and red so that's always been his sunday uniform is red and black so i imagine that's where he's going with that okay i'll roll with that because i like that version better than the version that's in my head right now yeah but i'll just roll with it you know you know Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, he's excited to bring the pop stroke. I just don't like the name. No, that's a whole other conversation. Okay, it'll have an open air restaurant with a rooftop bar, private event space for parties, and an ice cream parlor. Yay! Hmm. <laughs> well, I mean, congratulations, Tiger Woods. Welcome to Texas. Yeah, he's um, <laughs> he was in Austin a couple years ago playing on the golf course out here, I believe. Yeah, he probably More does than a that. couple because it was before the pandemic. Uh, and they actually had like a PGA stop. Oh, God. Where was it? It was somewhere in, in I think it was like Northeast Austin or somewhere, whatever. Mm. Him and some others were out here um, whacking some balls around on the golf course. So, mm. yeah. Well, welcome to with your franchise to Texas. And hey. Welcome. Good luck. So, I know we're excited about being outside. Tiger, thank you for bringing another reason to go outside. But... I, 
I almost believe we need to stay inside for a while. Well, what do you think? You may have to mask up. Mask up? Mm-hmm. I mean, people are doing it everywhere else but here. But mm, mm-hmm. there's an explosion of absences in schools. Yeah. So money are going remote again for the triple demic. Mm-hmm. Slams the students and the staff. So the triple demic includes the flu, COVID-19, and RSV, which is filling up hospitals and emptying classrooms all across the country. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of COVID before? You've heard of COVID before? Yeah. Okay, yeah. That thing is still here. Still here. Yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Nah. And then RSV, I think that's a respiratory virus that's going around with the kids. The flu is just fluing. And record numbers of folks in the hospital from the flu as of late. Yeah, but also with RSV too. Mm-hmm. Whatever that is, because a lot of kids are getting it. Mm-hmm. So, not whatever that is. That's the respiratory virus. Um, yeah, we just got to make sure these kids are, and ourselves, are protected. I think it, it, would, it would be wise for parents to put their masks back on the kids. And, you know, like I do, I also make sure that my baby goes to school with hand wipes, sanitizer, things of that nature to make sure they stay clean. It's funny to hear the stories. Oh, such and such was coughing in class and I ran across the room because I didn't want to be <laughs> over there. I get it. But we do need to take some precautionary steps to make sure that our babies are able to learn. Well, and the teachers are able to teach. That and it's holiday season, so it's travel season. Yeah. So I think that even hits it to a bigger picture where you're going to have people moving around and you could be spreading the stuff with you as you go. Like Johnny Appleseed just spreading it all across the country, taking it to wherever you're going and getting grandma and grandpa sick, right? So, right. Um, you know, they are saying that you need to be careful while you're out there. Yeah, mask up, wash your hands, mm-hmm. um, pay attention to those around you because you maybe end up in virtual school again as some of these classrooms are we know how much the parents were not that happy about the virtual learning right right um but even just if you're feeling sick and you don't have to go to work don't go to work if you're able to now we know that everybody has the sick days right but speaking of that why we bring this up as well is we have gifts that will be coming to your doors i'm sure huh they are well are you giving me a hint no. Oh. I mean, for you, you may want to. <laughs> that, that, yeah. talk, about, like, talk about the roller coaster drop. Yeah, very okay. Much. Okay. <laughs> I mean, boxes just be coming to your door. Excuse me. I feel like that question was mixed with judgment. Ain't no judgment. I'm just, you was asking. For real? You sending me something? I don't need to. You got your own wall you're building at your house. And Donald Trump will be proud of all them boxes you got showing up. Anyway. Golly. If you get a box. <laughs> It started Wednesday. If you have Alexa or Alexa in your devices, you get your Amazon gift. You can say, Alexa, thank your um, driver, and they will get a tip. I know. Y'all should send Amazon gifts so I can do that. That's what the problem is. They'll get a $5 tip. Jennifer. This applies to the first one million thank Pat. So people CJ, have already started. Trey, yeah. I need gifts so I can thank my driver. Giannis. Send more stuff to your house and you can thank your driver. No, it has to be gifts. Okay, I cool. need a gift. Y'all send gifts to Joelle. Y'all are so you are you I promise you, you and her that y'all be scheming. You and Joelle, y'all scheme. This applies to the first one million thank you, so um, I know. So hurry up and send the gifts to us. We know folks Me. are starting to send out their Christmas <laughs> presents. And so Nikki's been on the naughty list. So y'all don't have to send her anything. Slice don't believe that. He does. Okay. Uh, the first five drivers who received the most thank yous, they also will get $10,000 plus an additional 10000 to their charity of choice. So this is also helping out. The people. Wor- the people, yeah. So okay. um, this is just in the U.S. So, you know, hop on it. Uh, it, it it's hard times still. 
give him a little something and Nikki will send you a gift so that you can help tip the drivers. I know the gift is the tip. Anyway, Nikki politics. All the people she named, she's sending all y'all gifts through Amazon. Don't worry about it. You know what? And you're going to have my people like really excited about this too, but okay. Okay. Um, What you call? In politics, Warnock won a, and Herschel Walker lost. What? His son went off that night. Yes, there was. Uh, he had the silver bullet, huh? His son went off that night. Okay, so if you haven't heard, so I think his name is Christian. Is that his name? Yeah, I, don't I don't know either. All right, so um, Herschel Walker's son, he was going off, basically saying that you know his dad was begged to run from Trump, and you know he was been silenced. Or he being the son had been silenced all this time and everything. And he was upset but happy his son, his dad didn't win. He won't sign us all this time. He was out there supporting your pops for a whole minute. So, no, I'm not going to give Cause you Because he any. goes back and forth. One minute he hates him and next minute he loves him. Uh, I don't understand. That's why I'm not giving you any attention or kudos for the fact, like, ah, I'm glad he didn't make it and his son went off on Twitter. I'm like, whatever, you're, you're looking for attention now at this point. Mm. Uh, ain't nobody know who you were until your pops was making headlines and you jumped in on coattails. And then you, mm. you want to separate from it. And, uh, man... You good, fam. Mm. Enjoy your life. Okay, well, congratulations, Gov. I mean, it's Senator about, Warnock. It's about Warnock. Yes, this is his his moment. So, yes. congratulations. You know, it was definitely I heard a celebration in Atlanta mm. for his um, what you call election victory party. Yeah. Okay. He said it's not your mama's victory party. Exactly. He got church music and some and, and hey, music going on. You know what I'm saying for the uh, nine nine two thousand. Uh huh. <laughs> they was, uh, was having fun. I, I mean, know. Yeah. It's Atlanta. Or as they should. Uh huh. So I mean, they put a. I mean, think about it. He his probably his team is anticipating one election. You go through two, and it's not like you know you had a if you you know. I don't want to say viable adversary, but that is just what you I know, feel. He wasn't. Okay, thank you. That's he how wasn't. I feel. But he, he wasn't, and he was. I'm sorry. Let me take that back. Exactly. Okay, because I can see from the other angle of like you know Trump was elected. No, you can look at a the personal figure. You can look at the numbers and see that he was viable. Uh, he he won, but it wasn't like mm, I stomped him. Oh, you it, mean from that perspective? It was close. Oh, yeah. Um, and granted, there was some a lot of R's who didn't come out who had participated in the general because they wanted to support Kemp and some others. Mm-hmm. And they didn't turn out for Herschel. Mm-hmm. Um, but even still, that thing was closer than it should have been. It was. It was a lot closer than it should have been. But guess what? He won enough that he needed. Mm-hmm. Worn out there. Mm-hmm. So his mama don't have to be governed in the state of Georgia by Herschel Walker. That's what Mordock was saying. Remember? Mm. All right. Um, also in politics, Brittany Griner's out. Mm-hmm. He, she is here, actually, in yeah. San Antonio as we speak. Shout out, out to Bamsey, Samsey, mm-hmm. you know, um, for, you know, taking care of not only Brittany, but a lot of our soldiers that come back from war. Um, actually, my mom used to work over there. And it was an interesting time to see people that just came out of high school mm-hmm. that went to war mm-hmm. got hurt 
and their life is completely altered. Yeah. And definitely gave me a different mindset about life. Yeah. Um, but um, just want to just say um, well wishes and speedy recovery because I, I don't think that even looking at her physically, you could even capture what the mental um, toll this has taken on her. Right. And I know they don't. I mean, she could be gone from San Antonio already because she's not military they can't make her stay there for the psychology psycho psychological i don't see why she, she would miss it though if she don't want to be there just want to get home to her wife she could be like i'm yeah. out and they said they don't know what she'll do like if if she was military she would have to stay if she wants to not be there and say I, i'll just get my own private help i just want to be home away from all these places i ain't been home in how long I just want to get home. I'll go see somebody later, maybe. So. I could see her wife going out there. And shout out to NCCU Law, Sherelle Griner. Mm-hmm. She is a recent graduate of my alma mater at sure. North Carolina Central. Uh-huh. But I just, I think that Sherelle will probably make her way to San Antonio just to make sure she gets all the treatment and everything that she needs. It's been a long time since she's been, you know, making money for the family. Mm-hmm. Sherelle's just getting out of law school, you know, just getting in her to her new job. They know they have a baby as well. So it probably would be best to take take advantage of this free health care um, and extraordinary health care at that. Sure. So I think that would be great. But what I do do don't I, I do don't like listen to me <laughs> right. What I don't like is the conversation that's being held about the other um, what did you call a uh, political prisoner, if mm-hmm. you will, uh, Russian. Yes, thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't think of his name at the moment. If you can jump in at any time um, and remind me his name. You know, there is conversation that's going on about... Paul Whelan. Thank you, Paul Whelan. Mm-hmm. You know, that he was not released. Um, that, you know, I did pretty well in math. Um, I do know that Biden has been in office for two years. Paul mm-hmm. Whelan has been in uh, Russian prison for four. Mm-hmm. I believe there was a president before him that could have done it. What do you think? They had a better relationship with Russia, supposedly. Uh, what do you think? Possibly, but it's also you can't make them give him up. Thank you. Um, Say it again. They were trying to get him. Right. They, but you can't make them do it. They flat out said he is not up for conversation. Correct. They were trying to do a two for one. Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, no, that's bad for us. Right. So they tried Wheeling first and said, okay, cool. Give us Wheeling for the guy. Right. And they was like, yeah, no, he's not option. Right. And so they took the only option they could. Just like, well, okay, what about Brittany? Okay, we'll do that. And truthfully, yeah, this was a political move by, by Putin to do this. Right. He, you know, it's, it's why she was arrested. And they knew how this was going to play out. Um, yeah. It, it, you can't make them offer yeah. what they ain't going to offer. Well, you know, we have some representatives that, that are looking congressional representatives i should say that are looking at this as a reason to impeach biden um saying that you know we basically brought home a basketball player in exchange for a terrorist arms dealer who said it (laughs) you ready mg mtg marjorie marjorie taylor green i mean yes one and it's, a, it's in a lot of discussions also yeah, if you go yeah. online i think that you know people tend to formulate their opinions mm-hmm. off of very little inter- information oh, sure. and the world we live in. right and you know i think that people have failed to do their research and know about the of the 
limitations and restrictions that happen within negotiations. And that's not just in international negotiations, but any negotiation is definitely a give or take. Well, yeah, at this point, it's just talking points and clickbait and yeah. just, you know, drumming up your base. And um, she was promised to be on committees and actually on some good committees by the new possible new speaker of the House. Mm-hmm. And I mean, nobody takes her serious, but. What? She's going to be on some possible good committees and, you know, she may actually be able to file bills again and whatever. But, yeah, she ain't serious. Yeah. Mm. You can do that. Yeah, you're right. You have the explosive on because, you know what? I'm hot. No, that's ain't what I want. I'm hot. Nope, leave it. Anyway, well, Deion Sanders. Uh, Deion Sanders, he was hired as the next head coach for the University of Colorado. Uh-huh. He decided to make this announcement on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. And that means he will be leaving Jackson State University, where he coached the Tiger for the past three seasons. They have a record, 26-5. and five. He said he's leaving after he beats y'all in the championship. Well, then he needs to stay then. He's staying for that game. But he's not. He is. He's playing Central. Uh, in the oh, Central. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Anyway, um, meanwhile, like I said, he um, – oh, excuse me. Let me take that back. Meanwhile, um, at the SWAC championship, the Jackson State Tigers won. Many people did not know that. You want to know why? Because of the foreshadowing of their coach announcing that he's going to go to another team. I think that there's nothing wrong with, um, what is his name, Dion, going to another team. I think it was the timing of the announcement that was horrible. By the time that those kids popped the champagne that they were they won a championship, he was already on a plane. If you look at the timeline of the story, it was like they couldn't even celebrate their win because he was telling them to enter the portal based on his own videos. They couldn't even, I mean, it felt like he took them on the top of the roller coaster to the peak and told them boys to walk down. Because it was just like, what, we, as a society, mm-hmm. have treated college students like they are kids. But you have taken away these kids' moment, if you want to go there, <laughs> taken away their moment and stolen their spotlight by making this all about him. He Even from the, um, the locker room, Deion Sanders was in there talking about his announcement that he was making. And now you have a situation where you have the Heritage, wait, the Southern Heritage Classic mm-hmm. that's coming up. They've had a, wait, it's nearly 30-year run between Jackson State and Tennessee State. Well, now Pine Bluff is stepping in for Jackson State. Mm-hmm. He was working on that, pulling them out of that before he left. That was... Yeah, probably because he knew he wasn't going to be there. No, nah, he said it wasn't beneficial. Remember, that was that Of course. Well, the HBCU system ain't beneficial for it, him, if you want to be honest. He said it wasn't financially beneficial for Jackson State. Not for... What like, part it, of it was financially beneficial for him? He said it was good for part of Tennessee, but I think he was looking at they can play other games that would be getting more money for the school, which is why he uh, had said, was it early beginning of this year or towards the end of last year? It was in the last year, or, or last year, because they, they played it this year. They had to get to some agreement. Last year, he was saying how, yeah, this isn't beneficial for Jackson State. We're getting the short end on the stick when it comes to money where we could be playing games that's going to be better for us. This ain't it. I won't out. Uh, he's like, I don't, I'm don't. i not knocking the heritage, that, the, the, that game. 
It just ain't for Jackson State, in his opinion, and the money that they should be getting. Um, and now you get nothing. And now you leave them with, yeah. uh, without a coach, now without money coming from this game, and with a lawsuit that's going on. Oh, excuse me. They have reached a settlement. Sorry. Um, uh, because they had a lawsuit that they had le- levied against Jackson State for a breach of contract for that reason because they were supposed to play until 2024. Right. So my thing, again, it's not even the fact that he's leaving because I think he made it exp- uh, like explicitly clear at the very beginning of his run as coach that he wanted to get to, I think, a Power 5 school. He wanted to get you know, grow and then necessarily was going to stay in the HBCU system. So I can definitely respect him moving. I just cannot respect the timing of it all. He gave conflicting, um, um, I guess, comments or statements when it came to that. And I think that's what had rubbed a lot of people the way they're being rubbed. Uh, Not necessarily from your point of view about with the schools and the kids, but for he came in saying how, he wanted to uplift HBCU football programs and show the world how they're on the same level as um, the, the Power Five and the rest and how they can compete. And this is for the culture. And God sent them to Jackson State because this is what he's supposed to be doing to lift the program and, and show people how great this stuff is. And then three years later, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm out. And, and then, and, and like, by the way, go go players go to the portal to leave the HBCU oh, that yeah. you said you were here to uplift yeah. and go to a different school. One of his sons, I think, is staying the cornerback. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did not like his pops leaving and doing that. The quarterback, yeah, he's gone. Um, the cornerback uh, Hunter, uh, I forget his first name, who was the like the number one recruit last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's already in the he's portal. He's already in the portal. Yeah, and I'm, there's other kids from other schools all across the country who are trying to transfer into um, you know Colorado because it's Dion. He's going to bring attention. He's going to be good for that school. If anything just from the attention they're now going to get. And I mean he was at a basketball game last night for I guess it was the men's basketball game last night. And I mean, I think the crowd was more excited to see him there than, than the basketball game that was happening. I mean that's how it is usually sometimes on the football field and that's fine. I just feel that like when I spoke to my um, family that happens to be Jackson State alum, mm-hmm. you know, that was their main frustration was the timing of it all. They knew that Dion was going to leave at some point. Mm-hmm. But were you going to make this announcement on one of the biggest days of this athletic department, you know, historic history? Like, y'all, we just won a back-to-back SWAC championship. Or maybe back to back to back. I, I don't know if we, they won three in a row. It's two. Okay, so we definitely just did back to back. You know, they put their hard work into this. Not only with the city that's been already troubled with water issues, they've had, um, you know, I guess some other infrastructure things that have been going on in Jackson, Mississippi, mm-hmm. and they have overcome so much. And for for Dion to steal that moment from him was mind-blowing. Real quick, because I know we got to get some black excellent on before we get out of the way for, um, what's the boy name? Slice. Thank you. I was about to call him everything else but that. Um, when would you have wanted him to say something? Uh, at the end. End of what? 
everything. Can we just have a day or two for these kids to celebrate? I mean, did you have to go out of the, from the field to the locker room and make the announcement? Was that necessary? Absolutely but not. When you say the end, that's what I mean. Do you mean after the championship game? No, not after the champion. No, I, even if it was after the championship, give it a week. Give it a couple of days. I, I, only reason I'm asking because of how much it's been in the press for that long. Where they're not, the press wasn't. Uh, the press is fine. Okay, the press, but it's up to him to confirm or said deny, rumors. Right, but the press was would not have been paying those kids no attention either. Wasn't they, worried about it. They were, but I'm saying so when. If, he needs if, to if focus. If it's going to be about the kids and you want them to have their shine, they would not have gotten any shine because all the conversations. For the past week since it came out that he was Deion Sanders knows how to handle the media. Uh Deion Sanders knows how to respond to those media questions about him moving. And he knows how to deflect those conversations to bring them to the topic that he wants to talk about. It would not have gone away for the next It doesn't mean it would have gone away. It wouldn't have been on his tongue. It would have been out in the media if it's about the it kids. It wouldn't have been on Dion's the tongue. Kids getting the attention, they would never get the attention even for that championship. It wouldn't have been on Dion's tongue. It would be because they're still going to talk to him. And he'll okay, do the same and thing no, of, hey, I don't I want said to. I, I would listen to. I, him. I, 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 no, I, I, I will discuss this later. I don't have a problem with him saying, like, "All right, let's nip this in the bud now." Nope. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm out. No, um, you, you we see still what gonna, happens. We're still going to finish business. We're going to go win this this championship. They don't then, have any desire to do it anymore. Oh, the players do. You know, and that's from. Jackson State Athletic Department. I have talked to them myself, and they have said that they do not have the same drive and momentum. These kids are ready for this to be over, him yeah. to be out, yeah. and then to, then to rebuild. And that's pretty much where not only the students, I mean those players are, uh-huh. the student body, alumni, and faculty I'm are sure. in the same position. I'm sure. I can see them, the kids at least trying because they want to be at least – not for Dion, but for themselves to win. No, it means. I mean, now he's made it seem as though it means nothing, and that's what it is I to think, them. I think some of those kids are gonna have the pride in themselves. Like this thing for Dion. This is okay. You know what? You leave, but we still gonna be champs. And okay. The department may not feel like that, but I, I think there's gonna be some of those players because that's how they are. Of for me, all right, cool. This ain't for you, but mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lose just because you leaving. Right. Now we may have to rebuild, but. I'll be champion this year. Uh, okay. Well, I hope a few of them feel that way. Good uh, luck. We'll see. Good luck, Tigers. I am rooting for y'all to be really. I really am rooting for y'all. Well, I really good. am, like, you know, just disappointed about how that moment was stolen from y'all, um, you know, of such a historic moment. And shout out to the SWAC. Shout out to, you know, again, Jackson State. Mm-hmm. And shout out to Jalen Smith. He's the youngest mayor in the United States. I'm off this topic now. No, no, like, no. I'm, I'm we, over we, it. We, we, we got to uh, get out of Swiss's way anyway. Right. You know, so um, I'm just, I, it just boiled my skin. But, um, hey, got a documentary request. I mean, update. Did Santa you, did, Camp. Did you see what the kid is mayor of? Oh, no. He's a mayor in the U.S. What city? Oh, in Arkansas. I don't know how to say this name. Ely? Early? What is it? Early Arkansas? He's like 18. Okay, cool. Anyway, um, Santa Camp. Y'all got to check it out. It's on HBO, and it's necessary that y'all watch it because it's a holiday season, and we all need to watch it. But it talks about the racial disparities or racial prejudices of Santa Claus. Like, when we go to a mall looking for Black Santa, some people, there was recently on the Supreme Court, Santa came up as why... There is an issue of the color of Santa. 
it, it delves into that conversation and it's definitely a good watch don't get distracted by the the promo on there it is not a kids movie fyi i said it again it is not a kids movie but it's good That's Spice, stop feeding your face and come in here don't you do it yeah slice you got people waiting for you <laughs> i'm talking about you on the radio slice but yeah um of course, as always, it's uh-huh. a pleasure being in with you guys today. Yes. And we are out. You are listening to The Grapevine here on KAZI 88.7 FM. Uh-huh. Check us out online at www.thegrapevinetalk.com. I'm your girl, Nikki Wooding, and this is Giannis Banks. What? My brain is done for this. I see, because I don't know. He's been like, talking on the hot it, mics and stuff. Is it dot com? No. I'm yes, about, it is. It's yeah. always been dot com. I'm thinking about my job. All right. And we, were, we are out for today. We out of here, man. Y'all stay blessed. <laughs>